Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G. It is February 9th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Sarah Dunn. Sarah, you can unmute yourself, I think. <laughs> Sarah? Uh-huh. There I am. <laughs> oh, okay. my, finger, my fingertip wasn't working. All right. Good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody out there. I better turn on my my uh, telephone here and make sure that we are live. As everybody who's listening to us for the last three weeks knows, we've had just incredible amount of, um, let's say, gremlins in the computer. <laughs> so let's see if we are broadcasting. Just a second. All right. Good morning, everybody out there. I better See? turn on my, We're on. my We're on. Uh, telephone here and make sure that we are live. Okay, let As me turn this, turn this down here. Okay, so we are live. Now, last night we tried to play different things, and I had two sound people on the call with me, and we get, kept getting an echo. So I want to play um, uh, basically two shows. It takes an hour. Um, because one's on the surety bonds and bonds, and the other one is um, uh, Reinick Fulmick, the uh, lawyer, and what they're doing now. And people that have listened to Radio 5G will be familiar with him. So, um, what what I want to do is ask you: um, You're okay? Everything is is okay in your life right now, Sarah? <laughs> I mean, yes. as best as yes. best as we can manage. Okay, hanging in there. <laughs> All of us hanging in there. Um, so let's just try this and see if it's going to work. Um, let me tell you about these people. Okay, first off, I have to go down here. Okay, um, we've got. Oh, for heaven's sakes! No, we don't have. Okay, yeah, I got them. Okay. So the first, the first one we're going to play is the one on Bonds, and it's called Bonds for the Win, and it's Scott McKay and Mickey Klan, or Klan, I'm not sure, it's K-L-A-N-N. And this is um, something that's kind of new, but it's a way to fight back. And I, I just, I'm some, we've been talking about this for a while, but I do want you to hear, you know, Mickey and... Um, so we're going to try that. Hopefully it works. And then we're going to follow with Reiner Fulmich. And then Sarah and I will come back about the top of the hour and um, talk about what we just heard. Or we'll come right back and just talk about what we know because, like I say, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So let's just start this up and see what happens. We Do you want me to serious, mute while we're listening? Yes, mute. weapon in the arsenal okay. that we're going to talk about tonight. And that's why I said in the title for tonight's show and the tipping point is we've got them by the bonds and I'm going to let you listen to Mickey clan 
on how she made this discovery, what the bonds are, and the significance that they have in fighting this war against the criminal politicians at all levels. Mickey Clan, welcome to The Tipping Point on Revolution Radio. How are you? Hi, Scott. I'm great. How are you? I am doing fantastic, but I'll get better. You know, folks, I want to let you know that, you know, Mickey, I can tell you, you need to take what she's telling you for face value because Mickey's not, you know, stay-at-home mom and, uh, you know, just start digging around, looking at stuff. Mickey's Mickey has built a large technology company, a very large one, sold it for a lot of money. I mean, I don't mean to put that out there, Mickey, and put you, you know, in a position where you're like, okay, Mickey's done really well in business. But I want people to know you're not a piker here. You didn't just roll across this and say, hey, check this out. I want to throw it out there. You've done big things in the business world prior to this discovery. So if you're coming to me and you're telling me, hey, Scott, this is how it works, I know you've done your due diligence. I know you've done your research because you're a total professional in the business world and you don't make mistakes. <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks for having well, me on tonight. I'm excited. Well, we're excited to have you too here. We just had uh, um, on a smaller scale than we expected. We planned on having the Iowa Mama Bears, Kimberly and uh, Emily here. We had uh, Emily pipe in from a phone call because our times were off. But um, so they were an example of two people, two ladies that have been fighting the war when the men weren't ready to or willing to at that time. And I said this before, the women are the ones that are the war fighters in this information warfare uh, society that we live in today going up against these cabal powers. You, of course, the same thing. Uh, we had you on last year. You gained prominence because of how you've studied the astrology system tied directly to the Bible, predictions made in the Bible through the astrological movements of planets, etc. And that's how people came to know you. Now, when it comes to the application of fighting this battle, you dug in and started making some discoveries on how we can roll back the lunacy of the school boards around the country, and not just the school board members, but ev virtually every elected official in America. Uh, they now have, let's just say that it is an impending threat to their power and also their mitigation of truth flowing into society to those very people that pay their salaries. So they're no longer going to be able to use our money against us. They're going to have to start explaining some things. So let's talk about what the title means about we've got them by the bonds. Let's start at the baseline of what you discovered. Yeah. So the great news is that there are armies gathering and forming all over the country right now um, because of this. So um, what, I don't know if most people realize, but every elected and appointed official is carrying a bond. Now, you've heard the phrase licensed, bonded, and insured. Well, a bond is very, very different from a, a insurance policy. It actually is a liability policy. So the best way to explain a bond is like a jail bond. So if your friend gets thrown in jail and he's got a million dollar bail, you don't have a million dollars to bail him out. So you go and you take out a bond, you put down $5,000 and the bonding company basically allows you to put your house, your car, your, your boat, whatever, uh, your retirement funds as collateral saying, I will take the liability that my friend will show up to court on time. If your friend does not show up for that hearing, the bond company becomes a collection agency. They, they come after you for the million dollars. You're on the hook. You carry the liability, right? So what I don't think people realize is that most, well, every 
elected and appointed official is bonded, which means that if they break their oath, because they made an oath to the Constitution of the United States and the constitutions of their varying states, as well as their own ethics and code of conduct, they've made an oath. They're sworn in. And if they break that oath, any individual, any citizen can file a claim against their surety bond. Okay? So when it comes to these school district boards and these superintendents that are rolling out these programs, these CRT programs, critical race theory, these um, GLSEN programs, which is the LGBT plus program. And I hope everyone knows what the plus means. The plus means pedophilia. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And if you look up the GLSEN program, G-L-S-E-N dot org, you can find out all about these programs that they're coming out with. And what happened, you asked in the last interview, you said, how did this happen? How did things get so crazy with the litter boxes and the cats and all this stuff? It's really the third round of ESSER funding that has, has caused this to get out of control. Now, ESSER what, what funding- is that, What is that? ESSER, what is that? What is the acronym? I don't know what the acronym stands for, to be honest with you, but it's E-S-S-E-R funding. And okay. they kind of did it in a very sneaky way. It's like the first round of ESSER funding, there were three rounds. And the first round came from the Trump administration. They were just trying to get the kids back in school. And then the second round, again, I don't remember. I think it was kind of during the transition. It was really to fund the schools, to get the kids back in school, and to support you know, getting, you know, getting, getting everyone back uh, and out of this ridiculous pandemic phase. Right. But then the third round was much bigger than the others uh, in general. And what happened was these school boards, these school district boards agreed to a series of stipulations in order to receive the money. So they were bribed, Scott, and not a single one of them thought, oh, gee, this looks like a bribe because it was under the guise of safety, right? So my school district, district alone in Scottsdale, um, Arizona, uh, Scottsdale Unified School District, they took $19 million in funds. And in exchange, they agreed to roll out these mask mandates further, push it harder, um, roll out contact tracing, testing services, vaccine clinics. Um, and they even agreed to bring in social workers which are essentially going to carry out this agenda, right? So this is a considerable amount of money. But not only that, they're starting to do things in my school district, like running gay pride parades. Now, let me just tell you how that plays out, okay? You run a gay pride parade, and I don't know, maybe 5% of the people are naturally gay. Well, all the kids want to be cool, and they want to be a part of the, the parade, so they start to declare that they're gay. And it, it just starts to confuse everyone. So there came a point where half of the kids in this sixth-grade class think that they're gay or announce that they're gay. And I'm not saying that they have anything against homosexuality. It's just this is confusing. Why not just throw a gay or, sorry, a school pride parade, Right. I have other schools in this district that are doing entire days of silence. Now imagine doing that with ele elementary kids, okay? Entire days of silence in respect for the LGBTQ community. community. So this is, a, this is a, an entire indoctrination program that has been funded for and paid for by this agenda. I mean, it's all agenda specific, right? And so this last round of ESSER funding, I believe was $125 billion, 10 billion of which was from CDC 
and and the rest was from the Biden administration. So my state alone took in 2.5 billion or upwards of, all right? So yeah, that's the reason why. I mean, if you look at it from the the all the way down, you know, stream, it's not the school districts that came up with these programs. You know, it's not like they wrote uh, CRT or that they well, or that they look went what you out, said. Yeah, look what you said, Mickey. Okay, you said, you said this came from a ten a ten billion came from CDC. What the hell, is CDC Center for Disease Control putting funds out? into the school districts for what? That's what I've been trying to help people understand. Everything inside what we call the U.S. government is nothing but money laundering. And they do it in the open today. They'll say, well, it's coming from the CDC. It must be good. It has a, It doesn't even have a charter. It's a private corporation, Center for Disease Control. They're controlling disease? Yeah, they're controlling the spread of disease. They're spreading disease. So anyways, Funded I just by had to make, farm. Yeah, so I just had to make people understand. Look, when I say that this is nothing but a criminal em- em- enterprise, an empire shit show... It's because why should the Center for Disease Control have any interest on any level of what goes on inside school districts around the country? They're funding this insanity. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, and it's in some cases, it's probably good people stuck in very bad situations uh, because they are being paid to break the law. Okay, when a teacher stands up and they speak to a class of 25 kids and they promote experimental injections, a.k.a. bioweapons that we don't even know the ingredients of, they are practicing medicine without a license. They are breaking just about every single Nuremberg Code in the book, and they need to wake up and realize what they're doing and what they're promoting because there are you know, studies coming out now. There are whistleblowers coming, whistleblowers coming out. I'm sure you've heard um, Thomas Renz and Lee Dundas at the Senate hearing with Senator Ron Johnson where Thomas is explaining the 1,000% increase in neurological disorders in our armed forces. He's almost he's also recorded huge increases in myocarditis, stroke, heart attack, blood clots, you know, cancers, miscarriages. I mean, this is out of control for the teachers and, and for the school boards to not understand that they have been weaponized, that they have been bribed, and that if one child dies on their watch, they carry all the liability. So, so in that case, we're trying, in that case do, of- we're trying to put them on notice. So I'm going to tell you a quick story of how we've used surety bonds to put them on notice. Okay. I just want to make sure that's okay. Or did you have a question? Uh, um, I was going to, I was going to talk about how, how these surety bonds are connected to holding these people accountable for that, because these people may not even understand that they can be held accountable uh, through these surety bonds because of their 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 conduct, so to speak, that goes against basically the laws of, of human nature and the laws of what's good for kids or people. So start from the beginning on these surety bonds and what um, how they can serve as a lever to get these people to do the right thing. And if they don't do the right thing, what can be the repercussions of it? Absolutely. So we started a project called bondsforthewin.com. And there are only three steps. It's very simple. One, you obtain the surety bond of the elected official. Two, you file a letter of intent and you serve them with basically a list of the violations that they have committed along with your expectations for how they can resolve the problem. If they don't resolve the problem within five days, you go and file a claim against them. If a claim is filed, in many cases, they are personally liable for up to four point. $5 million. We've seen policies wherein these elected officials are liable for $5 million per claim. Per claim. And where does that, 
Where does that five million come from? Uh, out of where their pocket. So the so, bond company so would. The bond company would have to go and seize every asset they have, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This, this is brilliant because if politicians, the political class on any level in this country, had to answer in what I would say civilly, on in a, in a civil fashion, for the either the crimes they're perpetuating or any danger they bring to society that they're held liable for it personally, none of this shit would ever happen. Now what you're saying is we already have that. It's something oh, that is do. completely undiscovered. Nobody's known about this. You're the first person I have ever heard talk about these bonds. And I know there's other people have known about it for a long time. I know people around the country have been in touch with you. Some people of incredibly high stature in terms of, let's say, from the cyber world uh, who mm -hmm. can access damn or anything has educated you on what these bonds mean and what they can do to loosen their grip over society. Exactly. So what we did was we started working with individuals throughout the country uh, and we really waited until we had a few wins to show everyone just how this process works. So I'm going to tell you a story about Violet. Violet lives in Illinois, a 16-year-old son who's autistic. She tried really hard to get an exemption on the masks, but the teachers in the school and faculty wouldn't allow it. So uh, her autistic son kept ripping it off, and the teachers were shoving it in his face, uh, you know, because they were frustrated and angry with him. So he eventually started doing some physical harm to himself, had to be put in a mental institution. So Violet went down to her district-level school superintendent and obtained her bond. Now, you can go to the front office and request it because they are required to give it to you based on the Freedom of Information Act, the Sunshine Act, and the state laws. So when she went down to obtain this bond, she, achieved, she successfully received the treasurer, the assistant treasurer, the superintendent, and the assistant superintendent. And the superintendent was covered for four point, just under $4.3 million per claim. So... Violet served her. It was a whole long story because the woman was on the run. She knew. Okay. But eventually after the Christmas break, Violet served her. In other words, she handed her papers. Well, saying, okay, you, said, you, said the, you said the woman's on the run, not Violet, but the person she needed super. to serve. So the, the super, superintendent. So you're on telling the run. me. Called the police on her. Tried. Yep. You, you, so what you're telling me is you're validating what I've been telling my audience now for two years, these crooks, because they are, these criminals that are perpetuating this bullshit on society, every single one of these tyrants are cowards and milquetoast pussies. At the first sign of opposition, serious opposition, what do they do? They, I've said this over and over and over and over and over. These cowards run. They always run. And now you're telling they me that this took off and went in hiding, was on the run, so she couldn't be served. Yeah. She called the police on Violet. She tried to have a restraining order, all these things. But the police came because Violet was sitting in front of her house with the papers, and she wouldn't answer the door. And uh, the, the lady called the police on Violet, and the police came, and, and she explained, nope, just trying to serve her these papers. It's within my you know, uh, public duty. And the officer said, well, good job on you. No um, kidding. So, yeah. So there, eventually, there, there, there are very good police officers out there, folks. That you've mm -hmm. heard me 
You've heard me bitch about a lot of these guys that are not serving serving the the people, the community. Uh, as I said before, there there are still many, many very good people on police forces out there around the country that want the right thing done. Sometimes their hands are just tied. So congratulations, uh, you two guys up there. You're the ones we'll fight for. But in hindsight, she should have called her sheriff and had her sheriff serve the papers. She could also have hired a process server to serve the papers at the front door. But nevertheless, she waited till the uh, superintendent was back in the school system and she served her there. Um, the very next day, well, sorry. So she served her her letter of intent. That's what you have to do first. You have to let them know they're on notice. Okay, that's a, it's a requirement when you're serving a bond. You have to let them know they're on notice. So you give them a letter of intent. And in this case, the woman had broken over 19 laws. And the only stipulation that Viola gave her was you need to stop the mask mandates all throughout the district admit you were wrong to everyone, give some recourse to these teachers, and resign. Well, nothing happened in the five days that she gave it to her, so she went and filed a claim against her bond. Guess what happened? The very next day, we have the lawyers on YouTube. You can't deny this stuff, okay? It's on YouTube. Giving advice to the board, admitting that they needed more beer and heroin. Yeah, I said that. Because they they were in big trouble. Wait a minute. Which lawyers? Which lawyers? The lawyers the, for uh, board lawyers. The school district board lawyers are on camera giving advice as counsel to their board saying you guys are in deep doo-doo. We have to stop all state and federal funding. The mass mandates have to go. They left the superintendent out to dry with her $4.3 million liability. And they started sending emails out to all of the parents saying, we need volunteers because we can't pay our teachers. Holy shit. So you're telling me that even their own attorney said, you guys are forked. Yeah. They said, we need more beer and heroin. What, I mean, what, where does that come from? We need more beer and heroin. What the hell does that mean? Uh, I think they do a lot of heroin, Scott. Oh, so... Did they know that they were being recorded and said this? Guess stuff not. Open? Guess not. All board meetings are recorded, so uh, we have that video. You wouldn't have to have that right now. We could roll that, would you? Uh, I could find it, yeah. You find that. Get it to me. I'm going to send it over to my producer. Can I send it via Telegram? Yeah. Send it. Uh, right. My Telegram's down, but maybe through email, possibly. I'm going to shoot it over to... Uh, Isaac, see if he can get this thing to roll because we got to show we got to show who these people are. By the way, what's the superintendent's name out there? I don't this have woman. her name. Um, I don't have her name, but I will. I can get that for you later too. So here's yeah. the deal. So after about a week, Violet was feeling pretty bad about the situation. Okay, because the parents and the teachers, the teachers were out of work, and they immediately had removed and revoked the mask mandate. So in a sense, Violet felt that she had won. So after a week of the, this situation going on, she retracted her claim. Now, what these people did is they immediately went back to the math mandates. They declared nothing ever happened. And we have this superintendent on file lying about the entire situation. So Viola just went and filed again today. Oh, and you know what she did before that? She decided to call up the treasurer because she's holding the treasurer's bond, and she asked for an audit of the Esther funding. And if they turned it over immediately because she's got a $2 million liability. 
She handed it over. The treasurer handed it over. Just like that. You know what? You need to introduce me to Violet. We're going to bring her I know, on. She's awesome. I we know, are right? going to have a good time with this one. Now get this. It gets better, Scott. I got more to the story. So in an adjoining district, they were getting sued under color of law because, again, these people are breaking laws left and right. So a few just, just so people, let me, let me, let me, let me, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me explain to people what the color of law means. The color of law, and I talked about this last year, when these cops were showing up and they were enforcing these mask mandates, arresting people, a police officer can be sued criminally and civilly because He's operating under the cover of law, which means he's he's perpetuating the situation against the citizen as if there is legislation written and can be carried out in the name of law enforcement. And because they're acting as if that has happened and it hasn't, and they're still carrying out their whatever their process is, arrest or harassment on a citizen that police officer can be sued criminally and civilly. I was told this by a law enforcement officer in Fort Worth. It's called operating under the color of law. You're operating as if there's a law when there is not, but you are forcing, enforcing this illegal mandate or this dictate from a criminal mayor, a criminal governor, a criminal whoever. So that's what the color of law means. So go ahead, Mickey. I just want to make sure they understood what that means. Yeah, so these other districts, they know they're in big trouble. So what they decided to do was to file a suit against their state board of education for coercion and bribing them to carry out these programs. So they did the right thing. They're going up to where they're following the money. Again, these school district boards, they didn't write these agendas. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they took bribe money. Yes, they negotiated what they were going to do on the guise of safety. But now they've got to realize that they're in some deep trouble because they are enforcing um yeah, they are breaking, they're enforcing mandates that are not laws. They're practicing medicine without a license. They are discriminating. They are segregating. They're allowing pornography in their schools. They're, they're doing things that are absolutely unconstitutional and breaking law. And it's those people that will be liable in the event that anybody dies from this experimental injection. So they've got to wake up now. It's time for them to turn upstream, follow the money, you know, wake up. And realize it's your butt on the line. And there are armies all over the country that are coming after you. They're going to serve you at your board meetings, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to turn on the people that have been giving these, these funds. Now, the State Board of Education runs parallel in uh, most states with the governors. So they're taking directive from the federal government. Uh, so even better yet, the State Board of Education should go after the Biden administration. Well, trust me, they will, because once this thing rolls out, all these MTPs will cover their own asses. They'll throw every, everybody on the bus. The simple fact is this. They consciously and morally know that what they're doing is wrong. They know this, but they're taking the money. They're taking the money. They're taking the money. And I don't care, you know, whatever reason they have, whatever excuse they come up with, these people cannot be given quarter for what they've done. There are going to be a number of people, we learned this through military intelligence, that the number of, those pe- number of these people are going to have to walk away unchecked, untouched, because they're going to be used to get to some bigger fish to fry. But those Absolutely. people who do, they have those ones who do walk away, 
Now, depending on the level of the crime they committed against their own district, their own people, their own students, uh, many of these people will never walk down the street again, at least not safely. They'll be ostracized. They'll be scorned. They might as well just put them out in those, um, what are those things where they used to put them in public, their head and their arms, what do they call those things? Stockade? No, not the guillotine. They're not chopping their heads off. They're just putting their oh. arms in it. They're, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. On public okay. display? Whatever. I yeah. I mean, I know they're, you're talking about things, the wooden. They were very effective. We should bring those back for these people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, that's – so any of you people that are in these positions now that you understand what, what is now weighing down on you, you know what? You may not be an honest, moral person, and you may not be worth worthy of a conversation outside of a prison. But some of you are going to have the opportunity to help the powers that be, the true powers that be, serve up on the others and bring this whole thing down. If you want to dig your heels in, you want to fight for the money you've been given from the criminals as a criminal, guess what? Uh, the people are going to come at you harder and stronger. You're not going to escape. See, Mickey, yep. here's the thing. This is If these people, and I've said this before, if if people would just use their heads and, and look at things from this perspective. I've said this about, you know, the cabal players, the big cabal players. They got their 22 kill teams. They roam around the world. Take this guy out. Take their, we can't shut him up. Just take him out, right? And I said this openly to these people. You guys really need to stop and think. The reason that Klaus Schwab or George Soros hires people like you with these amazing skill sets, it took a lot of hard work and discipline, which I respect. Even I respect what you did to get those skills. I don't respect you out there killing innocent people. Because these cowards and milquetoast pussies like Charles or, or Klaus Schwab or the Rothschilds or George Soros, these people don't have the balls to meet you face to face and say, I'm going to be the one to take you out. I'm going to go mono a mono and I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. They can't because these are the, these are the milquetoast pussies of society that have hidden behind this curtain of financial power and, and bribery and money because they can't meet their enemy on the field of battle. So they hire these kill teams to go out. And I say to these guys on these kill teams, hey, stop for a second and think. The reason they send you after people like me or my friends or other people, because they're chicken shit cowards. They can't do it themselves. And if they are chicken shit cowards, use your head. They've got all the money. Why don't you turn around and turn your weapons and take them out, move into their mansion, take their private jet. Hell, take their wife for all I care. Take their animals. Take everything. You're not going to get anything from me. Okay, you're going to get a paycheck from those people. You get an empire. You need to think it through and turn your guns on them. Same with you people that are part of the low-level apparatus. They set you up to be forked over big time. Why? That's why these bonds exist. Because when we, the people, eventually, truth, you, you've heard me say this before, truth is like a lion. It doesn't need to be defended. Turn it loose. It'll defend itself. It'll come to light. It's going to surface. And these clowns know that inevitably and eventually it's going to surface. You can't stack up so many lies and you're going to forget them all. There's no reality to them. You can't recall something that never happened. Those lies will wash away. Forget you told them. That's why truth will come out. And when it does, they just put an albatross around your neck. You school board members, you people on this, the, the boards of education in the states, you school teachers, you sheriffs who even refuse to enforce this once you have a bond that needs to be served or arrest these people, guess what? They put these bonds on you too. They made you yep. personally All the sheriffs are bonded. Liable. All the sheriffs are bonded too. If they, don't, if they don't do their job 
as a constitutional peace officer, guess what? Go take their bond, pull their bond. And yep. guess what happened? I think you might have even mentioned this to me that if a sheriff refuses to do his job, go ahead, complete the sentence. I mean, you can issue a warrant out for the arrest. Uh, so, for example, what we're finding as we do these requests, we're sending out FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests, to a lot of these uh, officials, these um, elected and appointed officials, and many of them have never signed an oath of office. They're not even sworn in. Okay, they're literally paid actors holding a position, telling you what to do. So, yeah, in that case, you need to contact your sheriff It'd be helpful if you always, if you have his bond and ensure that he arrests them on the spot. That's a felony. Wow. Um, and if he doesn't, <laughs> if, if he doesn't do his job, that's a, then you can serve him too. And if you serve him a letter of intent, Order. he should do his job. If you give him the five days and he doesn't resolve the situation, then you file a claim against him. Now he's personally liable and uh, he'll probably never get bonded again. So good luck being reelected. Good luck ever getting bonded again. If you don't, if you're, and I also think in some states when there is an open bond claim against these individuals, they're de-seated. I mean, think you about mean, it. it. It takes their power, right? It takes away their yeah. power. They have yeah. I mean, if you think about it in, um, in the case of the bail bond, if I didn't show up for my, um, my court hearing, you think I get to stay out of jail for a while? No, I get thrown straight in jail. And they're not going to give me another bail. You know what I'm saying? Like, so in some states, they are literally de-seated from the minute that you file that claim against them. So it will be very interesting to see what happens in the state of uh, Idaho with Violet refiling today. I served my school board last Tuesday at the city of Scottsdale School District. I did it with Lee Dundas. And then I railed them, told them the five things I expect of them, and then I served each and every one of them on camera. And then uh, Ron Watkins followed me. So he, too, stood up and stood for the kids in this district. There's 24,000 kids in my district, and it only takes one parent out of the just under 50,000 parents to make this happen, to save and liberate every one of the kids in your district. So, I mean, we're seeing armies forming. I mean, I, I'm just witness to the, the amazing families and the amazing patriots and grandparents and mothers and fathers stepping up to stand up against their boards. We've just got, we're getting flooded with um, videos of people serving their boards nowadays. So it's like they need to start doing the right thing and do it, do it quick because really we're saving them. We're saving them from disaster because if the, if the same thing happens to our kids and they start to push these injections and they start to do these clinics, they are holding personal liability. And when they start to mandate that, um, yeah, they don't want that karma. So when you serve the, each one of these board members, what does that mean? Does that mean they have five days to turn around, turn the ship around? And if they don't, what comes next? I serve them. You file a claim on their bond. I the insurance company, yep, because I have the bond in hand. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy, Scott. Um, in most states, each individual elected official should carry their own bond, but many of them have these blanket policies. So in some states, the blanket policy is at the county level. Other states, it's at the state level. And for me, Governor um, Ducey carries the bond. He's our governor, carries the bond for all of the elected officials in the entire state. So in this case, 
It doesn't cover the superintendents because they're covered at the county level, but it does cover the school district boards. So, um, yeah, we have the bond for every single school district board right now, and that's a pretty big single point of failure for them. And Ducey, can you actually uh, can you actually file a claim in a bond or, of a guy like Ducey too? Yep. Mind you, and the Secretary you, of State, Katie Hobbs. Secretary of State. Okay. By the way, you know Ducey's a Republican. And he's a prime example of all you Republicans out there. I told you the Republican, uh, the Republican Party is a criminal enterprise, just like this guy. They're all coming. I think things like this, Mickey, you have just given credence to the statement I've made on this program for two years. These elected politicians are criminals. They're criminals. They're committing crimes against we the people, even if it's unknowing, even if it's unknowing. If you put somebody in a position of authority, they damn well better know what their responsibilities are, what the laws are, and what they could get in trouble for themselves. If they don't, they shouldn't be in any position of power. None. Yeah. They should understand and our Constitution. The thing is, we even have letters coming from the Biden administration trying to put pressure on Ducey to reinstate mask mandates. Why? They wanted to give the schools even more money. And they knew that if Ducey had this mask mandate uh, reinstated, it'd be a whole lot easier to bribe with more money. But if it's if we, if we are on a statewide no mask policy, it's pretty hard to force the kids to wear the mask. All the parents are like, but Ducey says, you know what I mean? Why would you enforce this at the district level when Ducey says that we're safe at Costco, but their kids aren't safe at school? You know what? We're going to find out. How many people are on the take in this country right down to the lowest? Level. I said the cabal has infiltrated all levels of government and institutions and agency in this country right down to the local level. And any of these yeah. school board members out there that it shows that they're taking money knowingly, just like nurses are taking money and doctors from the admin to do what they're doing to our, our, our friends in these hospitals, making sure they go down, making sure they're dead and they can't come out of there alive. The, the evidence is everywhere. Like I just pointed this out at Mountain Any Hospital up in State College, Pennsylvania, where I grew up, went to school. We couldn't figure out why my sister said we're now on week number 18 that they, that, that, the, the, the person calling the shots up there, who apparently is a doctor or a surgeon himself, a doctor, a doctor has shut down elective surgeries. You're talking about people with serious spinal problems and injuries, orthopedic injuries that they cannot operate them on that hospital. 18 weeks of that kind of a revenue loss. I said, there's no way that institution can survive it. They're getting money from somewhere. And she just showed me the evidence, CDC, two payments, one for 27 million for the hospital and another 7 million for the doctors and nurses carrying this shit out. And I don't know where this was stated in what hospital, but there are nurses that are have been given $40,000 a month to continue to carry out the CDC protocol for COVID, which is a which is almost a, a death sentence across the board, and refuse yeah. ivermectin and HCQ. They're taking money and to do it. 
And this is another reason why it's nice to have the bond of the sheriff, because if you have a family member who's been held hostage in a hospital and they are not respecting the power of attorney, they are not allowing you to make decisions on behalf of your loved one in the hospital, you can call the sheriff and get them to go down there and investigate the situation. These people are being paid mercenaries. This, The hospitals right now, I hate to say it, it's a modern-day gas chamber. I wouldn't go if you can avoid it. I'm hearing stories from nurses that are absolutely terrifying terrifying now i also want to point out the fact that these coroners are bonded okay so so when they run off and and the embalmers are bonded so when they run off and they cremate these individuals before we can do any kind of you know investigation uh what is it called when they sorry the autopsy they're being cremated too quickly uh these people are Bonded. Same with pharmacists when they don't want to prescribe or want to uh, complete your prescription. Um, they're all bonded. So uh, there's a lot of information that's probably about to come out. But like I said, I mean, I'm just kind of amazed at all the people that are forming together and they're really, really investigating this. And that, like I said, I think that what people should do is start doing the right thing. Well, all those people out there, Mickey, that have told me all last year that would come out, you know, on the tour and they, many were coming out to say, hey, I just want to tell you thousands and thousands, Scott, I'm in the fight. Ever since you started, you convinced us to get in the fight. We're doing this, you know, and, and they give me this vast array. I mean, right down to, you know, I started to form a group that would go out and feed the homeless. I'm like, that's getting in the fight. It's getting in the fight for humanity, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of those people out there that say, I just don't know what to do. Because the school board meeting is not for some people. And I get that. It's like personalities. They work in certain ways. What makes people feel comfortable and effective in one arena? It's not going to work for somebody in another. And here's just one more tool in our toolbox of we the people. Because yeah. there are going to be people that say, Mickey's information was unreal. I want to be, I want to be Mickey clan. I'm going to research. I'm going to find out who, you know, where I, how I can access the bonds of these scumbags in our district or our region that are perpetuating this bullshit on our, our local community. There's going to be a lot of people now because of what you're sharing and, and the other people you're working with that expose this who are going to go to work now around this country because of this episode to start finding out. Now we got them. Now we got a way to back these people in the corner to start doing their job and serving we the people or their asses are going to be stripped of every asset they have. You're going to be a walk in the dog, no house MTP when this is all over. If they don't do exactly. the right Yeah. And, you know, anyone who's a keyboard warrior can do this, Scott. They don't even have to leave their house. Literally, you have to find the bond. Uh, you have to send a letter of intent and that you can serve via a process server. They cost hundred to 200 bucks. Uh, you can serve anybody in the country. Um, you, you, well, you should be in the state, but you don't have to have kids in the district. If you're going to file against a, a school district, you just need to be in the state, I think, but you could be anywhere in the country. I'm not sure on that. Um, and then when it comes to calling the claim, you can call that in. I mean, some of them have claims departments online. It's that simple. So I just ask that people don't overuse this, don't overcorrect. You need to do your research. You need to know who on your board has been voting in what direction. You need to be mindful, okay? Part of the problem is that we as parents let this happen. Really, we let them invade. We saw them infiltrate. We didn't do enough. We were too busy working or whatever. It is a system. They call it a system for a reason. Here's how you start turning it back the other direction. But don't overcompensate. 
because some yeah, of these I people think- are really, really on the line. I mean, I'll just give an example. Some of these policies are per violation. So if I'm a teacher and I'm telling the kids in class that they should get this experimental injection because it's really healthy and safe for you, uh, and if you don't take it, you could go home and kill mommy and daddy. Well, guess what? That's 24 violations right there if there are 24 kids in the class. And they're telling our kids that their age of consent is five years old. How can there be an age of consent when we don't even have informed consent? We don't even know the ingredients of this thing. These companies are going to handle the claims, right? Some of them may be left-leaning, uh, but we got to put pressure. Look, they're, they're after our kids. They're after forced vaccine mandates. We've got a school in our town. Uh, uh, it's a private boys' school, high school, and they required vaccines for everybody. And uh, about three months ago, a boy fell dead on the track field. And they revived him in the EMT. Now, the only reason I know this is because I know the EMT. And I have a you know, very, very close friend who explained the whole situation. Um, that was completely hidden because these are corporations. These private schools are corporations, okay? They're not going to let anybody know. And no parent is going to admit that, oh, I just basically forced vaccinated my child so that I could have him in some Ivy League school. No school is valuable enough to me to force vaccinate and inject something in my child that I have no idea what's in it. And it's, it's total Russian roulette as far as I'm concerned, right? So there's another school in downtown Phoenix that are paying these high schoolers $100. And this is a lower income, you know, um, area, paying the kids $100 uh, per vaccine. And then they're, they're bribing the teachers $200 per vaccine. I mean, Guys, this is insanity. If we don't stand now, we will not save our own children, yet alone the children throughout the world. We've got to act now. There you have so it, people. That, that people that, come to our site. What's the site, Mickey? We got about 10 it's, seconds. What's the site? Bonds, yeah, bondsforthewin.com. And our Telegram channel's on there. We've actually got a state Telegram channel for every single state so that people can share notes. So they can identify what's working, so they can share documents, if you know what I mean. Um, Spell out for me. Bonds. I got to go. Bondsforthewind.com. Bondsforthewind.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott McKay, Tipping Point Revolution Radio, every Monday, 8 to 10. We will see you next week. Thanks, Mickey Clan, for coming on. Thanks, Scott. Hi. Good night, everyone. Yeah, well, I did have a chance to talk about what we're doing um, in the morning at the press conference. Um, But I'll summarize it again. Um, There's been lots of talk about Nuremberg 2.0. This is just rumors. It's false rumors. And it's probably uh, based on the fact that over a year ago, in in, I think September of um, 2020, I published a video right after we learned in the corona in one of the sessions of the corona committee that the pcr test doesn't do what it's supposed to do or what uh uh, professor drosten um our biggest fake personality in germany has promised it would do it can't tell you anything about infection so i published this video i didn't really expect anybody to watch it because it was so long it was 15 minutes long in the german version and 49 minutes long in the english version and i think that's what caused these rumors um because I explained in this video how the PCR test, which all the measures are based on, cannot tell you anything about infections, went into the details. And uh, then I explained that what we're seeing, the anti-corona measures were doing so much damage even then, what we're seeing are crimes against humanity. And then I explained 
where this term comes from. It comes from uh, the um, Nuremberg trials. And at the end of the video, I said um, something like um, I, I was trying to um, to bridge the gap between us and maybe those people on the other side who might be able to help us. And I said, you can come on over to our side. You're going to be like um, witnesses for us, and then uh, you'll be okay. If not, we're going to come and go for you. So that's what I think caused these rumors about Nuremberg 2.0 and a 1,000 lawyers and 10,000 experts working on this. This has never been true. What we have been doing is we've been collecting evidence, not for the purpose of um, of filing lawsuits, but after about three, four, five months or so, we uh, all these calls <clears throat> started to come in from lawyers from all over the world who wanted to get in touch with our experts and who began to ask us, what are you going to do with all this evidence? Aren't you going to file lawsuits? And Viviana and I, and I decided, well, of course we're going to do this. We're going to help our, our colleagues. And um, we're also going to help some German colleagues to file such lawsuits based on the PCR test, but because I still believe it makes absolutely no sense to attack these measures in the courts of law, apart from the fact that it doesn't make any sense to attack them in the German or European courts of law because most of them are totally corrupt. But it doesn't make any sense to attack on the basis of proportionality or denial of uh, alternative treatment, because that is when you accept their narrative that there's a pandemic, but there isn't. Uh, this is just a PCR test pandemic. So eventually, um, I began to help colleagues in the United States and in other uh, Anglo-American co countries. I connected people with each other. And uh, now this group of international lawyers includes even uh, a lawyer from India, one from South Africa. And what we have decided to do instead of number 2.0 is we're going to start a what we call a uh, grand jury proceeding because what we're doing is must be based on something that the people know so that it has credibility. Um, we're going to base it on the American grand jury proceeding. And what we're going to do is we're going to present all the evidence that we have now and uh, to the jury, the jury in this case being our viewers. Um, and that is only the first step. And the, the idea behind, we're using a real judge, a Portuguese judge. We're, um, we're of course real lawyers. We have real experts, including Mike Heaton and Ulrika Kemmer and all the others. And, uh, we have real witnesses who will explain, um, and tell the people about the damages that they suffer in particular because of the so-called vaccinations, of course. Um, ultimately, this will hopefully end up with an indictment against the, uh, uh, six figureheads, which we, uh, picked as future defendants. Uh, we know they're, they're only symbolic, but still Dresden, Fauci, Tedros, Gates, BlackRock, and Pfizer. But, uh, it is not so much about getting indictments against these people, but, uh, and, and institutions, but rather what we really have in mind is to give the people the whole story, not just pictures of the puzzle, but the whole story through a judicial proceeding, which has credibility and authority, um, to enable them to understand that they not only have a right, 
but a duty to resist, because as it uh, will be made very clear, this is about life and death now. We have no time to lose. We uh, There's no place for niceties or political correctness. Um, and, and so that is what we really want to do, get people um, up um, and and rising and uh, in, become active in the resistance because the most important thing that people have to understand it is that each and every one of us has to get up and do something. Um, the courts of law will not turn this thing around. The courts of law, um, if there are any left after this, uh, will probably only be there to do the cleanup work. Most of the European courts of law are totally, completely compromised, infiltrated, because they've had 30 years or so uh, to put their puppets in place. One of the most uh, evil puppets is, of course, the uh, current uh, chief justice of the German um, uh, constitutional court. So that is why this first step, even though it's still we're still with one foot in the old system because we're using an institution from the old system, a procedure, a grand jury in, uh, investigation, uh, we're uh, trying, the next step uh, is supposed to be a real court of law, probably not one of the ones that are still existing, unless, of course, we manage to go to India. That is one of the few systems where justice still seems to be working. But we're going to have to, we're encouraging people to um, set up a completely new parallel system, including a parallel judiciary. And I'm not just talking about it, but there are in in um, in in um, Africa and many of the countries in Africa, but also in the United States, there are already people working on a parallel system of justice. So, in the end, the most important thing is to get people to understand what's really going on, so that they will rise up and fight this. Because it's not the courts of law; the courts of law will not turn things around, and also to understand that they are the sovereign. We are the people. It's It sounds very simple, but uh, that's what it is. That's what brought the wall down between East and, and West Germany, and that's how the American Constitution starts. We, the people. And if they understand that, it'll only be one small step uh, until we really do regain our sovereignty. We have to disconnect from these uh, from this old system, its politicians uh, and its institutions, including the uh, global NGOs, which are run by the same people who are running the global corporations. Um, it is no use. It is a waste of time and energy to try to reform that system. It is not reformable. It's beyond repair. We're going to have to set up our own system, including our own judiciary. Then we're going to do the cleanup work, and then we're going to go after the regulatory agencies and everyone else. I just spoke with our good friend and colleague, Michael Swinwood, from Ontario, Canada. He's been working with the indigenous people for 25 years, I think. Yeah. And um, he's going he's gonna to give the opening opinion. Uh, all of, there's five of us who are going to give an opening opinion. He's going to concentrate on the genocide aspect. Um, what we have done, uh, the, the original idea was just to have a kind of a moot court or a show trial, but that would cost us a lot of credibility. That's why we decided on the advice of our colleague Anna Garner from uh, New Mexico, we decided to, 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 to use a real procedural um, court to, to, to go uh, 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 instrument, which in this case is the 
uh, grand jury proceeding. It has the advantage that the defendants or the future defendants do not have to appear. Their attorneys do not have to appear. Why is that? Well, because through a grand jury proceeding, you really uh, you address very serious crimes. Now we're talking about crimes against humanity, and you don't want the uh, you you don't want the future defendants to know that you're after them, that you're on to them. Um, that's why they're they're not included in this, and that's why a grand jury proceeding has the most credibility. Now, apart from this, there are actual real lawsuits in the existing courts of law pending. One of them was filed by Michael Swinwood in Canada. It's a class action case. It was dismissed without even a, a hearing. Um, and he filed a brilliant, um, he filed a brilliant appellate brief. And now the, uh, hearing, uh, on appeal has been scheduled for sometime in March. So there's a real case going on. There's another one in South Africa. We, uh, collaborated with the South African colleagues. Our uh, experts from the Corona Committee, including Mike Yeaton and Ulrika Kemmerer, are going to be um, very important in that case. It's very promising because despite the fact that uh, South Africa is probably a very corrupt country, uh, we were assured by our colleague Dexter Reinfeldt that uh, there's one exception uh, to this corruption, and that's their highest court, the Constitutional Court. So that one uh, has very high hopes writing on it. There are a couple of cases I filed here in Germany. They're all based on the PCR test. All of them are, by the way. And others are being filed in some of the courts in the United States. So there, some of the courts are still functioning. But the really important thing, I can't stress this enough, is for the people to understand that it's up to them to create their own judicial system. Um, and hopefully that is what's going to happen. It is happening right now. And uh, hopefully some of the courts of law that still function will be motivated to keep up the good work, the Indian courts, for example. Uh, but we're very optimistic that this is going to work and this is definitely going to wake people, more people up. Yeah, well, this is, it's very, very difficult. Um, we have decided that, uh, if you know what uh, Professor Desmet from Belgium says, 30% of the population is probably hypnotized. He says it's not like they are hypnotized because that's how the PSYOP has been working. 40% uh, are sitting on the fence and don't know which side to get off. And, um, and we have decided that those are the people who we want to address. Of course, of course, our own people, because this is, a, this is also about empowerment, but also the 40% that are still approachable. Um, this is, it's difficult because depending on who you want to address, um, you have to structure your case. So one of the things that we do have to address, um, and we have, we, we weren't sure in the beginning, but what we do have to address looking at what's happening right now is, of course, the genocide aspect and the transhumanism aspect. But we can't jump into people's faces with that. So that's why we're going to start with the, with the question, is there really a pandemic or is this a PCR test pandemic? Uh, it's a staged kind of thing. We have concrete evidence that this has been planned for for probably 20 years, but at least for five years. Um, but then the question after you arrive at the point of realizing, oh, this is not about health, the question is, what is it about? So the second level that we're going to be talking about is 
that they're trying to divert our attention from the uh, from their um, criminal activities through the financial industry, which is really the financial mafia. I know what I'm talking about because I used to work for them. I used to work for Deutsche Bank. They don't care if anybody dies as long as they make money. And what people don't understand, but I think they're willing to understand, is that most global corporations are evil, in particular the financial industry. They remember the Lehman crisis and what happened there. So I think it's going to be not too hard to give, convince people that this is one of the things that they're trying to divert our attention from. The other third level, which and, and, and that second level is really important because Catherine Austin Fitz explains to us how the uh, financial mafia uh, diverted some 21 trillion, not billion, but trillion dollars out of the system when they realized that they wouldn't be able to um, uh, pay for the pension funds, et cetera, or the uh, uh, health care funds. Um, and this has been going on uh, for probably decades, maybe longer. Uh, the third level, which we're going to address last because it's going to be, it's going to be um, hard to swallow for many people is that the side effects are not side effects, but they're intended. They are intending to destroy our economy uh, for the benefit of American platforms such as Uber, Amazon, and, and others. Um, we don't know the role of the Chinese yet, but they're certainly involved in dividing the spo spoils. They're taking over our German car industry and probably the American car industry. And then, of course, we're going to have to talk about uh, population control and transhumanism. Uh, we have some really good experts on that, and uh, one of them is going to be Vera Sharaf, who keeps reminding us those who uh, don't want to see the parallels between what happened 80 years ago and now, they're the true Holocaust deniers. Thank you. Thank you, Reiner, for joining us tonight. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And welcome back to Radio 5G. Um, I'm hoping that Sarah has been hearing me or hearing the show. I am. <laughs> okay, did you, could yep. you hear the music and everything in the, in the tapes? I heard everything. Okay, all right, good. Because that was a problem. After I started up, I went, oh my God, I forgot to warn her. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, all fine. No problems at all. That was an awesome presentation. I've heard both of those things a number of times, and it was just like... Whoa, I, you know, it's more, because when you first hear this stuff, you go, oh, come on, this is kind of easy. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, and then you hear it again, and you go, no, it's not only easy, it was really stupid of them to do this. Right? I just, it, it amazes me, the things that we don't know about that are available to us that they bank on us continuing to not know about. And I just feel like they really have underestimated the people that oh, they're big doing time. big time you know that they they they're so comfortable in their ability to deceive that they have just gone way over the edge and it's become so obvious and apparent to everyone but them it's well, amazing i've said this in the last two shows but it's, it's such a perfect analogy do you remember the wizard of oz when they pulled, mm -hmm. pulled back the curtain and the wizard was still <laughs> being the wizard and you didn't yes. know the curtain had been pulled? That's yes. where we're at. Exactly. That's, That's a good analogy. You know, isn't it? Pay That's no a... attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, yes. 
my you're God. right. That's exactly. Don't don't look at what's right in front of your face and your <laughs> eyes and your ears are telling you because we're telling you this. Remember us? Oh my God. Uh, well, you know, the Wizard of Oz was supposedly uh, written as uh, an attack in the form of fictional children story against the. Uh, I think it was in the 30s. This thing came out. Um, against mm-hmm. the, the uh, FDR's, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's grab of the gold. Really? Yeah. It, it, there's a, I, I read years and years and years ago this whole, you know, taking it apart and looking at it from the standpoint of that day. Today we don't know what, what these references are, but then it, they did. They knew what it was. And it was fascinating. So the fact, the fact that, you know, this has been a theme. You know, Well, what's interesting to me, like to, to me, because of everything that I've learned, especially in the last six years, is how the Wizard of Oz figures so prominently with the MKUltra program. Oh, really? Yes. Can you expand on that? And Wizard of Oz and um, Alice in Wonderland. The whole, um, you know, yeah, it, it's, I, I mean, I could talk hours on, I mean, I, with well, the, we should do a whole show on that separately. Well, go, go for it. What else we get to talk about? I mean, it's up, right? Oh, do well, it. I thought we were going to talk about the, about the, the. Okay, 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 we can. You know, the clip that we just. Well, yes, yes, we can. All right. So, all right. So we'll stay on that topic, but next show we'll do, <laughs> or we'll, we'll. Yeah, go. they use they use references to both of those for triggering for triggering, um, uh, you know, the people that that they've programmed. This is this is how they access the programs, is with these references to and because, you know, and again we'll go into all this, but they traumatize them in order to be able to program them. So they they traumatize them in the worst possible ways, and that's what splits their mind off. And then, so they use these programs and Alice in Wonderland and and Wizard of Oz figure very prominently. It's it's really quite something. Well, so I, it's just interesting that you use yeah. that analogy because I was like, yeah, it's um, so true. I was just telling my husband that. I said, it's almost kind of fun to watch because they're getting so desperate that they're, you know, it's like, what have they got to lose? So they're just, you know. If it wasn't so dangerous. They're stopping at nothing. Yeah. But see, like, that just tells me that we are right over the target, that we're right there because they're just getting stupider and stupider and pushing and doubling down on stupid to try to keep this going, you know, uh, built on lies. It's, it's all, it's never going to withstand pressure, you know? Well, right now with, with, without a duck doubt, um, okay. The number one guy, at least in the news thing on the eight o'clock slot, but I think he's like the number one show. Oh, Tucker. Tucker. Okay. For sure, yeah, he is the number one. The number one guy, and they did yeah. a, a survey just recently, and they found out that forty percent of the Democrats are looking at Fox. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Fox has been the number one channel for the last twenty years. Yes, All I right. thought that was very interesting because it, it, that's maybe why people are waking up finally. 
Well, it's also an indication of, you know, I mean, Reiner uh, Fulmich was talking in terms of 40% of the people are the ones we have to target, the ones that really don't know. They're not... In, in my... In my... In my... Oh, shoot. Is that me? No, that's me. Um, just talk for a second, okay. will you? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> So anyway, I just some of the questions that occurred to me while watching this that um, I want to do a little more digging on because they talked about the three processes. And the first thing is to obtain the bond. Um, that's what I want to find out because that seems to be the most challenging part of it is to. Uh oh, there's an echo. All right. Well, I'll just keep talking. Um, now, hold on, hold on. I just got a message from somebody saying that they can't hear you. Now, hold on a second. Because oh. this is part of the gremlin thing that I'm talking about. It's bizarre stuff. I could hear you, you could hear me. Um, okay, hold a second now. Um, hmm. All right. Can you, 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 all right. You get the echo when you're talking, right? I, I do. I, well, now I don't. I had it. I didn't, I was fine, I was talking, and then when you came, and then when you were gone, all of a sudden it started to echo, and then you came back, and then the echo went away. Okay, so we seem to be all right right now. Um, let me turn okay. the turn the uh, radio station on and see what I'm hearing. I'm hearing nothing. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> Lord. Come on, what's the matter with the telephone? Gee. I'm telling you, this technology stuff has gotten crazy. I hate it. <laughs> I really do. Uh, if I could toss my phone in the lake, I would. All right. I'm trying to see what I'm hearing. I'm hearing nothing. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> Lord. Come on. What's the matter with the telephone? I think I heard you. Yeah. Talk, talk. You you better talk because you're the one that can't. I did. Oh, there. Okay. Okay. All right. We got it. Okay. So you. I guess we're good because you're not hearing the echo and we're going over. Uh, all right. Uh, I need three people here in the producing band right now. Okay. So. Um, darn. All right. So well, one of the things that I had started to talk about while you were gone was, um, you know, re referencing the tape, is the three steps, and finding the bond was the first step. And I wish they had gone into how one goes about that, because I know, it, it, like, there's an insurance company involved, but it's like, how do you go about in your area, if, if this is something you're encountering and you want to, you know, um, take advantage of this process? So the first step is find the bond. How do we do that? So that's one thing I want to kind of dig oh, a little deeper on. Okay. Um, unless you have any uh, insight well, into that. Yeah, there the bonds. What's where is it now? Shoot. Um, Bondsforthewind.org. Oh right. That's there's a whole bunch of stuff on that. Uh, it gives so did you, they? It gives you more yeah. information. I won't say it's enough information, and I think that that's partially because this is kind of new. And because every place is different, 
but it's all public information. You know, they yeah. have they have to tell you who holds the bonds. Because well, I'm sure they'll give you guidelines of where to start in your state, right? And it, right. it'll probably, you know, explain itself from there on. Okay, I think that was I, just one of the things that kept occurring to me is is they she kept talking about that, right? And you know, I had that up here, but I don't know where it is now. Right? But but I think it's bonds for the win. No, it is bonds for the win because I wrote yeah. it down when I oh, was. Okay. It is bonds for the win. Yep. Okay. All right. So um, there is more to learn on that. And like I say, it, it's, it's public knowledge, and if you can't find it, well, then that's a breach of law to begin with. And right. It, and it very much could be that right now they're doing their um, running around like chickens with their heads cut off and perhaps... Trying they, to change the law, right? And, and hide <laughs> it, and hide it. Yeah. So the information Keep isn't it. available. Um, the, but... You know, you gotta, you gotta go after it. See if it's there. I mean, these yeah, people you are got nothing to lose. You got nothing, nothing to, lose. to lose, and these people are so, so stupid. I mean, it's like <laughs> they they probably not paying any attention to our side of the story. So we still probably got, you know, weeks if not a month or so before the little people, the people that you might have in your neighborhood. I mean, I've got. Right. I've got them. I I have caught the uh, county commissioners breaking a number of laws. See, I think it happens all the time in every state. They disregard them. Because they get away with it and because they they assume that really nobody's paying attention. And up until now, I think that that's probably been true. No one has been paying attention, especially the school board. That's a perfect example. You know, parents trusted too much. And the people we trusted took that trust and ran and got drunk with their power and ran away with their own agendas. And now, you know, parents and truckers and farmers and nurses are putting the brakes and saying, you know, hold on. Um, This just speaking as a nurse, um, what I keep hearing about and reading about um, is, is just so disturbing. They, you know, they touched on it a little bit, but, um, it's true. You know, nurses are getting paid ridiculous amounts of money by these hospitals. But once you're, you know, working for that hospital, you're bound by their policies and protocols. And I just don't know how I, I don't understand how anybody who becomes a nurse can turn a blind eye to this um, for money. It makes me so sad. And um I told my husband, I said, you know, like if I, I worry about being in some kind of car accident. And being put in an ambulance and taken to a hospital. Well, don't put that out it, there. Don't worry about it. See yourself healthy. No, I know. I know. I, well, that's the thing. I <laughs> I am healthy, and um, we just have I, to keep. I we just, have to keep reminding ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. because it's so easy to slip into it. I mean, it's just it's it's you know. <sighs> People that have listened to me forever know that I thought this could be much easier than going through what we're going through. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play this this Tucker Carlson. uh, It's only three minutes and 40 seconds. And it was from not last night, but the night before. Mm -hmm. And I listen to him every night. And I'll tell you Mm -hmm. that uh, Waters, Jesse Waters, in in front of him. Oh, did you see that? Oh, he is. He is. I, you know, I've been watching Jesse for years. It's been Jesse for years on the five. 
but to see them being, and Gutfeld, of course, but to be seeing them really come into their own and having mm-hmm. the time to, I mean, he he cracks me up so much. And like, oh, other, I, I love all three of them. The, I really do, the, especially the, Jesse Waters and, right. and Greg Gutfeld. <laughs> if you listened to, to him the other night or when he had this woman on, and she was, I don't even know what they were talking about, but... It's so unlike any kind of a news broadcast because he'd say, <laughs> oh, so you mean, and he'd say, blah, blah, blah. And she'd go, I didn't say that, Jesse. And she'd start <laughs> laughing, you know. And then she'd, she'd, you know, expound on something else. And he'd go, so now we're talking about, and it, no, Jesse. And he said, hey, I'm only having a lot of fun putting words in your mouth. You know, that's the kind of humor. And that's what people need. They yep. they they need the truth, but they need it to be given to them not in hysteria and fear, but in like, our, can you believe these people have done this now? You know, type of thing. Exactly. So it is, um, and and you know, I'm not having a hard time going through this because I'm like, you know, been very protected by whomever protects me uh, from it all, and to have that kind of a ability to for them to present very stark information and because of the programming you can take it you can take it Mm -hmm. you know and they so they start uh i had already seen the uh there was a guy i don't even remember where he's from is it great britain or ireland i think it's great britain who um is a ceo of an insurance company and he whistle blew on the what was happening, and he said that we've got forty percent over what we had last year. You know, at this time or last quarter, forty percent. I mean, I I was just so stunned by the information. I've heard it a number of times, but it was like forty percent. So, yeah. my point in playing this, I played it for every every show, is that think about what this really is saying to people, and. Remember that you're hearing this on the number one TV show in the United States. Mm-hmm. And how many people in that one three minute and 40 second segment all of a sudden had their realities blown apart? Now, for, yeah. the, for a good majority of them, they're going to be, um, they're not going to remember it. They're going to wipe it out. It's too hard to think about. The ramifications yeah. of it are too awful. But for those 40% that Reiner Fulmich was saying is the people that are on the fence and we've got to move them, yeah. this this three minutes is just, to me, going to do I've it. I've heard that before from other people, from other platforms, talking about 30% are fully, fully hypnotized and there's no change in their mind. You can, you can show them all the evidence in the world. They will not change. And the same exact numbers, 40% sitting on the fence and 30% fully awake, not hypnotizable. I think they said 15% are just not hypnotizable at all. But we have about 30% that are awake. So, yeah. Um, anyway, go ahead. I just thought it was interesting because no. I've heard that those same yeah. things mentioned on very different people. Well, I think if you look at just your own life and who who is it that absolutely you can talk yeah. openly and honestly with? Who is so it? True. Who is it that you have to be very cautious about? But in some in some situations, like they're anti-mask, but pro-vaccine. Yeah. Sometimes they're yeah. the opposite. You know, they're the ones that are on the fence. They're not sure what to do. 
So, you know, they're the ones we have to get to jump. The other ones, there's no, no, they're stupid. By definition, yeah. stupid. You cannot, a stupid, okay, a person who's trying to sell you something, but can be persuaded that maybe that's not the best deal, is one person. The person who, it doesn't matter what you say, they're not going to believe you. That's mm -hmm. the stupid person. And there's a lot of stupid people out there. Probably the 30%, I put them as stupid. There's no well, point you know, trying I, to talk I to I think them. there's another... They don't have a rational a, mind. They can't reason anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we see that all over. I think there's another faction to that 30%. Um, this is just my own thoughts on it. Um, but I would have to think that all of the healthcare professionals out there who believed what they were being told in good faith that it, and were telling their patients to take the vaccine, telling their patients that it was safe and effective because that's what they were told and they believed what they were told because people don't believe governments. People believe their doctors. So when they ask their doctor whom they trust and, and their doctor whom they've trusted to, you know, with their health care all their lives says, yes, it's safe and effective, then they go and get it. Well, if that same doctor, after telling all their patients for, you know, a year to get the vaccine, finds out what these vaccines are actually doing, how it's been hidden from it, like, there, there has to be an internal struggle that would go on. I'm putting, I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes. If, if it were me and I had, in good faith, instructed all these people and then found out all these horrible adverse reactions and things that were coming down the pike that maybe hadn't happened yet but were coming based on the data that is being suppressed, um, it might be hard to come to terms with that. And, and I could see like how you're, to, to protect your own psyche, your, your mind might convince yourself to, to just believe it's all fake news and disinformation. Right, right. exactly. And um, I fear that that's going to come into play. I, and I can't imagine, and the parents, the parents who lined up their kids that's the that's the part that scares me the most because, you know, no parent would ever knowingly put their child at risk like that. But they were lied to, and they were made fearful first, and then lied to, knowing that the fear would make them believe anything. And that's the thing that that scares me the most about what's in front of us. And and they've got to stop vaccinating. They've got to stop these mandates on for kids. I I just. The evil that inherent in this whole thing is, is I can't even wrap my head around it. And how people still don't see it. They're stupid, brainwashed, hypnotized. Yeah. You know, it's, um, okay. Another thing I wanted to bring up that they, that they mentioned in there that I had never heard of before was, um, operating under the color of law that they mentioned yeah. where, you're trying to enforce uh, a mandate that is unlawful in and of itself that you can be held accountable for that. And um, they're all bonded. You know, all these, these law enforcement officers that the ones that are still, you know, enforcing this stuff. I, and I don't, I, I, I don't know where we're at with in terms of, you know, police enforcement of, of these kinds of things, like in the current, climate it seems like things are shifting and changing and with the the freedom rally going on up north and um seeming to spread throughout the world um i just feel like this is such a a point of change um 
it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I, the mandates in Canada are coming down. You know, it's starting in the west and moving east. You know, Saskatchewan and Alberta have already announced end of the mandates. So oh, wow. that okay. narrative is finally falling apart, and Trudeau needs to go. My goodness. I can't imagine the, the people voting him back in after all this, all well, the lies he's telling about about the Freedom Rally. It's just, I, I can't even listen to it. One Canadian... Because I'm following it, you know. Yeah, I'm following it online, you know, and, and um, you see the reality of it. You see what's really going on. And then you see how the mainstream media is portraying it, and it is sickening. It is absolutely sickening. And to see the people who are on the board, you know, and the, the, so the media pulls in the people who are being adversely affected by this rally, right? By the fact that, you know, the border is, is you know, trucks aren't going in either direction and all that. And all they're focusing on, the people that they're bringing in and, and putting up in the, the media, are people who are being negatively impacted. Well, of course, we're all going to be negatively impacted. Big deal. For right now, I think throughout history, People have suffered to fight for their freedom, right? That's really what's at stake here, and that's really what they're doing. This isn't uh, political. This isn't anti-vax. This is anti-mandate. This is they want their freedoms back. And I don't think people in the U.S. realize what it's been like in Canada for the last two years. been far worse than down here. And as I've seen many people say, you piss off Canadians, the like nicest, most chill people on earth, you got a problem. And it's not a fringe group. It is a massive movement. And so I say, if we have empty store shelves for a while, well, didn't we all know that was coming anyway? This is, this is, um, no pain, no gain. You know, there has to be some pain in order to get the attention that's, you know, they've tried and tried. Nobody has paid any attention. So this is what you have to do. You have to make people feel a little bit of pain. And I think most of the people, are behind them 100% and are okay with feeling that pain because it's worth it. And we have been spoiled as, you know, rotten. We have more than we need. We don't appreciate it. We think we need more than we do because we've become accustomed to it. And I think a little, you know, a little scarcity and a little hardship might be, might be good for all of us to remember what it's, what, what's really important. And the goods that we're not seeing, and and I know there's you know hay that's been ordered and fertilizers being held up, and this could impact this and impact that. Um, minor in compared to what the governments have done. Well, it's, to, a, it's um, a you know it's a timing thing because right now this is a limited problem. We know what the, what what is initiating it is that that the truckers are trying to fight for our freedom. Okay, and they're right. But if we don't understand and support them, then what happens is that this is a permanent thing. It's all over. It's We've all lost. Over. You lost. We've lost our freedoms, and they'll never give them give them back. Well, not only lost and our freedoms, we've lost our our the, the food. We've lost the water. We've lost everything. Right. The, the, this is this is a war, and it's a war right. where the outcome is genocide if they win. Right. We have no options here. You right. either fight or die. Right. Period. And that's, that's what, see, this generation hasn't really, you know, for the most part, lived through anything like this before. We, you know, enjoyed the fruits of our forefathers' labors and sacrifices and, and 
um, service. And I just think this is a, a, a great opportunity to um, show what we're made of and stand up. And, 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 and I just keep going to how will history paint you? How will history paint how you reacted when faced with the loss of our freedoms that, you know, we're so bravely fought for and you just gave it away because you were scared. Makes me crazy. <laughs> well, and the thing of it is, is in this war, you don't have to pick up a, a rifle. No. What you, have you just to, have to let go of your fear. All you have to, exactly, let go of your fear and be yourself. Tell people the mm-hmm. truth. If they if they scream and holler at you, go on to the next one. Yeah, and believe your own eyes and ears and your own intellect, and 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 listen to things with a critical ear and a critical eye, and um, you know, there's a there's a quote I've heard a number of different people say recently, and I love it. And it's, you know, you, the truth is like a lion; you don't have to defend it; just set it free, and it will defend itself. And I think that's what's happening. And, you know, it's the, the, the writings on the wall. I, I just feel like the first cards have fallen and the house cards is coming down. And it's all going to, in the next few weeks, I think a lot is going to happen. A lot of mandates are going to roll back. They're doing it all over Europe. Like why the U.S. is doubling down, I don't understand. Because all over Europe, they're, they're rolling everything back. Because, see, now they're gonna, everything's going to roll back because the election. They're worried about the election. So now all these governors are all going to be like, hey, guess what? No more mandates. We're going to give you back all your freedoms as if they had the right to take them away in the first place. And they think that's going to fool everybody. And I just hope people remember. Well, the story hasn't been told yet. You know, it's like right. it's like it's like Reiner talked about, you know. We're not going to bring up the genocide. We're not going to bring up the pedophilia, all that stuff, because that is just too much right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, they may they may say, oh, yeah, you, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, but, you know, what's the comeback? Well, you're never going to abuse another child either. Right. You know? Um, so, no, this, the horror story is we're, we're only talking about the tip of it. Right. <clears throat> So yeah. these people are in for a rocky ride. We, I mean, we've yeah. been out that we did the I ride. I think about how myself it took me years to fully process all the lies that had been told throughout my life about our history. About, I mean, just so much. And but yet everything it made everything fall into place. Questions I'd had my whole life, and then when I went to verify different things that I couldn't believe. And I kept seeing the same things, different books, and it was such a shock. But I had years to process it. And I feel like what's coming, because of the vaccine and because of how many people have had it and were, were lied to, and that what I had years to process is going to hit them all at once. And I, that, I'm very fearful for that, too. Like I think we have to be really prepared for the fallout of that and, and to help people. Uh, and, and, you know, muddle through. And and I agree with you totally, um, but I also think there's, a, let's say, a uh, parachute involved. And that parachute is that people like myself who have been on the radio, the people that have written those books that you read, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, all of the people that have known this forever, 
never mm-hmm. bought into it, have been trying to wake people up. All of those mm-hmm. people have actually affected the super consciousness of humanity, which is very intricate to the subconscious of every human being. So yeah. within that subconscious, you know, they're going to hear things that when we heard it, we went, oh, absolutely couldn't possibly be. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're going to feel like, oh, wait a minute, I think I heard this before. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so I think that they're yes. going to be able to roll with the punches a lot better than, you, you know, if they... Well, it's if, funny because you're right. I did, you know, it's funny because I did start talking to some people like I, you know, um, would been kind of isolated in my own home because I was new out here. And so I just started reading books and doing things, you know, that I never had time to do. And But when I would meet people and just start talking about some of the little things like the 5G and nobody had heard of 5G. This was back in 2017, 2008. And it's like, what's that? You know, and I would try to explain and the concerns about it. And they just look at you like you have two heads and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I, I kept talking about it. And I, you know, my best friend back home is physician and I'm like please just look it up yourself you know health concerns 5g and I don't know if she did or not but I never get the feedback that would indicate that you know so it's like that well now here it is and and I always wondered when the 5g they really ramp it up and it rolls out and all these things start happening to people how are they going to explain it how are they going to explain not doing any try you know any studies on on the impacts on on human beings of, of this 5G bandwidth. Well, now I know. Then, then the you know, the whole pandemic, and it's like, oh. And then when I realized the connection between the two, and I'm like, well, there it is. They're just going to blame it on this, this horrible, horrible pandemic and use it to, to drive that narrative. So I'm waiting for the next wave, you know. Well, you, um, do, do you know about, about the National Institute of Health and the research paper that they published and put online? Which one? The, the title of it is the um, COVID connection to 5G. Ooh, I don't think I've seen that oh one. Oh, my God. I'll have to. Let me look uh, that up. 42 pages. All right. I've got the link. Now they up. come up with it. Oh. Well, it was. Couldn't pu- do it before it, 5G was rolled out. Well, probably not. But um, it's got hundreds of, of links in there to other papers, other places, you know. Um certified peer-reviewed reports and studies mm-hmm. it it's absolutely the i mean i couldn't have done a better job writing it i don't think anybody could it was a, it was they looked at everything and they started it out by saying that this uh the covid situation has been looked at as a viral infection is there any environmental things that were missing and at the end of it, they said, cease and desist all rollout of 5G now, right now. Really? Oh, yeah. And and one of the things that made me feel like these people had problem. I'm sure that this, is, that this report has been in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was so very impressive, very extensive. Um, but one of the things that most people don't even think about, but they they actually talked about it, is and I didn't even, I didn't even know this. Well, I, I I knew it, but I'd never thought about it. You know, um, is that water actually can absorb radiation, 
And little critters in the earth, the very beginning of life, you know, size-wise and how it operates, they're, like us, mostly water. So they it absorbs, the body, the water absorbs the radiation. And so that's why so the die-off of the microorganisms in the soil and the insects and then the reptilians, well, that's why it's happening because mm-hmm. they're lower on the pyramid. Um, but if mm-hmm. they're gone, we're gone. And, you know, right. it's, it's called the sixth extinction uh, event. It's been talked about by scientists. The earliest I saw was a report in 98 from Germans, uh scientists who said something's happening to the insect world. And, mm-hmm. and in some places, it's 100% no insects. In some places, it's, it's like 76%. But it's it's a it's a it's an absolute catastrophe, and this report actually addressed that. And to me, that was why I said to myself, "I don't know who you people are, but God bless you." Yeah, because this is no, act- they- actually under the national nih dot com website. That's crazy! Wow. Yeah, I just I, 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 it just amazes me that this wasn't done and released before the rollout of 5G. You know, I, I just like they did. There were hearings on it. You know, how much money have you spent? Like zero. On you know health and safety and and you know but effects you, you, on humans. Yeah, but th- th- that that's the bought out state. Um, and I no, been... I know that's what I'm saying. There there were but th- these were these were the companies that were you know gonna. They were pushing the rollout of the 5G and, you know, their people. So when they were before Congress and, you know, being asked, you know, how much money have you allocated to testing for, you know, safety for human beings? And first they, you know, danced around it, danced around it. Turned out zero. Not yep. They didn't want to know because they, they actually know. <laughs> so why do studies that's going to prove something that you don't want known? Well, it was back. And, it was back in 2014. I think that was the date. Um, the insurance company Lloyd's of London put out a addition to those things that are not covered under Lloyd's of London. They cover everything. Uh, they won't cover this, and it was radiation, electromagnetic radiation poisoning, damage, uh, cell phones, telephones, everything. And so, and, there you they, go. and because they had put that, I, I'm trying to think of what it, it's like Article 32 or something. And so once Lloyd's came out with that, they actually, the other insurance companies have also adopted it. So if you know for sure that you are electromagnetically been damaged by anything, that you don't have an insurance company that will pay you for that. So we know back in 2014 that the insurance companies knew the dangers. Well, how do you suppose they knew that? Because there were reports. They knew exactly what was happening. Well, they say the government knows things about 30 30 years before the general public. You know, what comes out to us is brand new. They've known about for 30 years on average, 30 to 50 years, so... Well, when I was nothing, in the, is, nothing when, is new. <laughs> when I was in the intelligence community, um, it was fifty years. The things that we we knew that we had to have clearances and everything else for was fifty years 
So it's more before, like 50, right? The, well, wow. no, I think I think it's probably more like 30, maybe even less because the uh, the advancements is so fast now. But that's sure. what it was yeah, back in sense. the 70s. And um, you know I, that's why I say I knew what I knew what we knew then and how long it took before people were using it. And so I think that yes, it's probably less. But regardless, you know, they they also know things that are so far out there that it boggles the mind. Yeah. <laughs> For mean, another day. <laughs> oh my god, they they just do really um So we, where we're at with this is that um well, I guess I could try to play that. Let me, well, I'm just going to tell you because I don't want to go through the hassle of not hearing it. But Tucker was um, talking to, I can't even think of who it was, because he, this guy had written a paper on the actuaries, which are the database for insurance companies. And they, 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 they're overwhelmed because the guy in that was the whistleblower that started this whole thing up the ceo of uh, an insurance company he said that if we had a raise a rise in 20% from one quarter to another that would be a 100 year event but we're seeing 40% increase 40% now what does that mean well what it means is that those companies that pay out life insurance claims don't have the reserve to cover those many claims. And they're going to go... And it's just the beginning. And they're it's gonna, just the beginning of the claims. They're going to bottom out. They're going to they're gonna bottom out. They don't have the money. It's going to crash the insurance companies. <laughs> hmm. You know, there's like, a, don't you wonder if that's not part of the, part of the whole thing? Oh, too? absolutely. <laughs> the, the, there's a woman that was in Ireland, and to be honest with you, um, I did not listen to the entire tape because I found it so disturbing. But she worked in a funeral. She had a shirt on, you know, funeral homes. I, I don't know what it said. I couldn't quite read it. But she was telling how the uh, funeral homes and the crematoriums are completely overrun and there's no autopsies being done they're being rushed into into the crematoriums um right and, and they, they just can't keep up with it so and i used That's to say not by accident either when you start having and of course you can't keep up you can't look at why anybody died and they don't have the real reasons they just have the reasons that doctors decide to put on the chart and these are doctors who are being paid off well, I to think put they on the chart COVID I, so that I, they can make a hundred thousand dollars. I think it's more like they don't have enough autopsy doctors. Yeah, well, you'd have a, you'd, it's, it's you'd probably have, a multifaceted. You problem. know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and so you you, you got I I, used, I would say to people, have you seen any funeral processions? Have you seen you know new crematoriums or funeral homes being? built while the COVID-19 thing was happening. And now, well, that's a good indicator. If the And I, I cited the insurance companies. They had not had an uptick all during 2020. No upticks. Right. And suddenly you get into, into 2022 is when this guy suddenly freaked out. 
you know, 40%. You know, it was, okay, it was 10%, 15 20 now it's 40%. I think somebody has to know this information. So if at 20%, that's a 100-year event, and, and that's that would bottom years, off their, yeah. their funding, you know, their, their finances, right. then 40% is, we're on a precipice. I mean, we're about to fall off a cliff. Because that's just like you said, one company, and this is just the beginning of because of the second shots and boosters. This is just the beginning, and well, it's terrifying. I, I can't I can't wrap my head around it. I keep feeling like it's like a movie or something. Well, unfortunately, we heard from doctors right from the get go. Once the vaccination, once they were able to get their hands on the vaccinations and do some testing to see what the heck was right. in it. Those people, when they realized what was in it, they were warning that there would be massive deaths beginning four months out and, you know, up to four years out. And they were all censored and silenced and yeah. canceled yeah. and um, at, at everything known to man to keep information from getting out. And people will not look at that and go, why? This, I mean, there's nothing that isn't factual about what they're saying. And that's why when you try to talk to, you know, that 30% that we talked about, they will immediately lash out and shut you down because they can't defend their position. It's, again, the truth doesn't need defending. If you've got the truth on your side, you can be calm, cool, and collected and talk because you have facts, you have truth. But people who know that what that their whole narrative is just based on lies, they can't go up against someone who has truth on their side. And so instead they attack. You know, the best defense is a good offense. So if you attack... And shut the whole conversation down, scream in their face, and walk away. Well, well, then that's what happens, and nobody learns anything. <laughs> and I feel like that's that's what's happening. Both, both, you know. I mean, I don't want to talk politics, but politically, it's happening. And and also, when you take things so far in the extreme, and when you cancel people and you shut people down and you say you're lying, I have, I'm telling the truth lies, 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 disinformation and you take it to such an extreme where you're, you're, you're putting online videos of yourself screaming your head off it's hard to walk that back you know, it's hard to walk that back and say wow, you know what, I was, I was really wrong and I'm sorry <laughs> my bad uh, tell me more about what you know you know, it's, it's, it's impossible and so those are the people who are never going to hear the truth because They've pushed the lies for so long and so vehemently and with such vitriol that they, they, can't, they can't walk it back. And I, I think a lot of people are finding themselves in that situation now. And then maybe that's why you see people just being what appears to be stupid and, and, and pushing the things that have, are just not based in fact. I don't know. I'm, I can't understand it. It, I, I think that the, those kind of people are the kind of people that will say, oh, yes, I thought that, you know, I was so afraid that that was what was happening. Mm -hmm. or, or they'll say, oh, everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. when, when, see, I, I understood the electromagnetic, the attempt, well, I, I was given like inside, inside, inside information regarding what the electromagnetic uh, environment would be in, in this time frame and how it mm -hmm. would be used for control. So I've been fighting this battle for 45 years. And, oh, wow. 
and inevitably, I mean, my first 5G radio show that I found, I wasn't looking for it, I just came across it, was back in 2014, about the dangers of 5G. Wow. And in all of it, you know. So when I would try to, my brother, a good example, my brother, Phil, you're younger than I am. We're in our 30s, mid-30s, and we're sitting on the beach here in Florida. And he was, he, you know, he was the oldest boy, but he was un, under me. And, I, I mean, I was a bully, <laughs> kind of, to him, you know. It wasn't bullying like bullying. It was just that I always knew what to do and did it. And, you know, he was, he was kind right. of like in my shadow. Uh-huh. And... um so he, he always kind of had a resentment to me. And boy, when I would talk woo-woo stuff, he went to Catholic schools. I went to the pri- the public schools. You know, when I would talk woo-woo, spaceships, ETs, you know, all this stuff, he'd <laughs> absolutely, you know, disgusted with me. Just thought I was stupidest person <laughs> on the face of the earth. So I never, I never re- as an adult, really interacted with him. I knew that he worked for the Navy, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what he did. You know, he was a civilian <clears throat> working for the Navy. So we're sitting on the beach, and um, I said to him, so he, he was down because he had a job for the Navy, and I said, so what's this job about? And um, he said, we're measuring gravity. And I said, you're measuring gravity? And he says, yeah, yeah, we're going around the world measuring gravity to see if it's all constant or whatever. And I said to him, I said, well, that's very strange. He said, well, do you know what? gravity is and I said well I think so and he said what is it and I start to go into this well um, it's what keeps us on the earth thing I mean I didn't know hardly anything about actually gravity and he said gravity gravity what is it and I said I don't know he said I said what is it to you and he said well the world sucks (laughs) (laughs) you know so you know funny stuff but when he said, I said, how are you doing this? And he said, radar. I swear to God, my, my heart lost a beat. And I sat there and I said, do I try to tell him or do I let this go? And so I said, no, I've got to tell him. And I told him that there, the radar operators, people that were working on the radars, the mechanics, were coming down with brain cancer in Ugh. extraordinary numbers and you have to look into this Phil and he blew me off and he died of a brain tumor oh. took 20 no. years but that's what he died of so you know I had skin in the game you sure you know? did and um, I, over the years I've said could I have could I have said more could I have was there anything you know no because he wouldn't listen no. to me I, I'm struggling with that right now and I over and like every single day of right now, I'm struggling with whether to send my friend who's a physician um, an, an article. Well, it's the one about the, the, the DOD, the DOD whistleblower and, and what we were talking about earlier, you know, the, the stats that they're coming out with. And, uh, you know, I... I stopped. I, like I, in the beginning, I was sending out articles and trying to get my family. And uh, you start to get a feeling that you know nobody's looking at them. They're deleting it. They're not. Ta- you know that they're starting to be like, oh, you know, she's obsessed. I go, but 
I liken it to like if everybody's running, you know, or, or hey, there's a tsunami coming and I'm the only one in the area who knows about it, but everyone I love is out on the beach. What kind of person would I be if I just sat there and watched it roll in and take everybody with it? Like, who wouldn't go out and try to warn everybody and tell everybody what I'm not, I'm not listening to people who are in their basements, you know, with their YouTube channels. I am like reading scientific articles and looking at research studies, actually looking at how that they're, they're conducted and funded and, you know, really taking an objective look and, um, verifying, you know, information that seems unbelievable. And when I get the same information from multiple different sources over periods of years, that keep saying the same thing, it's very compelling and it's hard to ignore. And so then when I project, I can look down the road and say, wow, this seems to be the direction that we're heading in. And then when, but everybody thinks you're, you know, they roll their eyes at you. But then as the years go by and everything that you talked about starts happening exactly the way you saw it coming and it as unbelievable as it sounded, and then here it is, that's very compelling. So now we're in the middle of all this where now there's all this division and everybody thinks this or that about the other. But here I am like, okay, I, I can't, I, I've, I've stopped, you know, sending these things out for, for months now, but now it, it's, it's becoming, I don't know. I mean, we're, well, we're talking I, about I, millions of people here and I think you should, <laughs> I think, okay, your, your decision is do I send them or don't send them? I tell you, send them. So that you won't ever in your life say, I didn't try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether I they- worry sometimes that by sending things, it makes people push back harder. And so you're almost undermining your own intention, you know, depending Do- on how you're, they you're overthink- You're that- overthinking it. Don't think about yeah, what probably. the effect is on them. <laughs> Think about what what's important to you. What's your authentic self saying? Well, I can't stand. Reason, be, I can't be silent. But the reason is these are family members, and when they're not talking to me, like my daughter, because of it, I can't. I can't sacrifice that relationship. To she knows what I've told her, and and I, my hope is that she'll see things, and then my words will ring in her ears, and like I've heard this before, and that sooner or later, she'll be open. But that's that's what I'm struggling with is. Um, more family members and really close friends that, where I don't want to lose the relationship because of, you know. Well, that's... that's. I, a, I feel like I've, I've said enough and, and the, the, the information's there and they can digest it and go with it or... Or not. but Or yeah. not. You know, I don't know. It, it's I don't know. I probably am overthinking it. I just... I don't want to push people in the, in the other direction. Uh, and, you know. Okay. You, 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 because your explanation, you know, in, in that case, you know, I'd probably make the same decision. I've told them they know what I think, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like in, yeah. in, in my sister, the RN's case, I sent her that NIH uh, document. It's up to her whether mm-hmm. to read it or not. She tells me she reads these, these, these medical journals. Well, this is from the top of the top. You know, you want to yeah. look at that or not? Up to you. Yeah, but I felt yeah. compelled to send it to her because right now I don't care which way you go; it's up to you. Right? I don't have any any skin and in actually, your game. Yeah, I actually did send one out to my family um, about a week ago because I had stopped, you know, and I sent this one out to every one of them, and just with a very cryptic, um, in a nutshell, this is truth. I'm tired. Do with it what you will. No need to respond. Well, maybe um, maybe I, I sh- maybe I should send you the Tucker Carlson three minute clip, and then you can send it to yeah. them. You know. Yeah. Do yeah. that. 
I will. I, I can probably look it up too if you forget. Yeah, I'm going to put it up on the radio station so that other people can. Uh, oh, at, the, there you at, go. The, at the top of the uh, cosmicreality.com radio and under the radio tab, you go down and you're going to see that right in the beginning there's. You know, you can go to the archives of the podcast, but then I always have a tape up there of information that is really very critical. And um, and and I normally have a a, a a copy that you can download, so that you could put it in your computer and you can just send it to those people. Don't say a word, just send it. Most people get so interested they'll at least click on it. True. So we're at the What's end. the worst that can happen <laughs> is that they delete it, right? Or and no, they'll delete right. you. Right. And, and they'll it, and they'll delete you. I mean, but it, you know, yeah. hey, look at if if we're right, we're running out of time. Yeah. We got to move yeah. now. And you You're know, right. and this is all happening so fast. We can't this remember, thing. We're at war. We're just not picking up weapons. Mm-hmm. The weapons is our own beingness. The way that we feel. Don't go negative. Put the energies of positivity out there from the energy standpoint. And also, once you you say something to somebody and then they seem open, then go for it. Don't try to force people, mm-hmm. my opinion. It's just yeah. not worth it. Okay, we're at the end of the show. You want to say okay. adios to everybody? And adios. We'll see you next time, a couple of weeks. I'll be here. Yeah, I don't know if Michael will be with us or not, but he's uh, he's a busy man. Yep, out and about. Yeah, so um, I'm just waiting here because I've got to count down the station. (laughs) I never know how long my guest is going to take. My guests, my co-hosts are going to, you know, talk. Uh, So, all right, here we go. Um, Coming up is um, uh, an interesting show on consciousness. Be safe, everybody. Thank you for being here. Okay. Thank you. You have been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.